welcome to the Mailbag Podcast. We're going to be reviewing Royal Randwick from Saturday Spring Champion Stakes Day. We've got Mark Roden and Rob Scurry on the line. Mark Roden, to you first. How did you fare over the weekend? Uh, it, I lost, but it wasn't terrible. I was a bit, um, uh, I was a bit perturbed by how the track was going to play. It, I think I got the pattern pretty right. It was. On fence and on pace were advantages. It wasn't impossible to overcome, but it was certainly an advantage. But it um, just might have muddied my thinking in a couple of uh, a couple of races during the day, and I wasn't an aggressive on certain horses as I should have been, and, and vice versa. But um, got a, had a nice result in the Toya and the Mares race, so it wasn't a wasn't a complete strip out. Rob, for yourself, how'd you find uh, the day in the yard? Uh, look, I think I saw him pretty well. You know, there's there's a few um, first. There's a first four. There's a couple of winners on top. We uh, won on the units, but personally, I lost. Um, lost on the day. So you know, Corfield Guineas Day, in my mind, the toughest day of the year. And I was keen to bet at Corfield, and I probably shouldn't have. Now we might touch on the uh, the tough weekend coming up as well, not only from a punning point of view with regards to the Everest and all the other races on the card, but also actually physically being able to bet on the day. But, uh, Rob, that's for you to sort out. I think, uh, Mark, you'll be in the bunker, I'm sure, and I'll be yep. trying to hold out at Caulfield with, uh, with Dicko and the gang. So something to look forward to as things <laughs> heat up. <laughs> all right. It's, we- a, it's a nasty one, Caulfield Cup Day, because the, um, the EHL kids are just knocked off during this upcoming week and they all get out there on the drink uh, on the Saturday and it's uh, pretty unpleasant. All right. Well, I'll be out there early with a barricade and probably a big stick to smack <laughs> a few of them in the head. Uh, we're going through <laughs> races five, six, seven and eight from Randwick. Uh, we'll start off in race five, the Roman Consul Stakes. It was won by Cosmic Force. In terms of the punting form data, they've gone very slow for the class, only 6.3 lengths below benchmark there. None of the horses overall have beaten the class benchmark, although it must be said that Cosmic Force did equal it. And uh, look, for Rob, we obviously found this horse on top last start when it was first up and didn't get the job done. And then uh, there it is. Again, stand up. out. Oh, I know. How brutal is it? <laughs> um, oh, it got more brutal um, because uh, I hope this is not a precursor for next week, but my um, internet went down. So Cosmic Force shanghaied out of the stalls and um, I couldn't get on. And I knew I was cooked from, from that moment on and standouts run a great race. Um, I've got dirty deeds in the numbers. Um, I couldn't understand the money for True Detective at all. Um, so, yeah, uh, we've lost kind of heavily on the race. I think the other point to make in this race is microphone. Um, lovely colt, but looking for the breeding barn uh, as a young young bloke. Uh, I think he's, he was, I said, might have sent out five legs on the text. Nah. <laughs> oh. He was, he, you know, he's feeling very good about himself. Microphone, um, good horse, um, but he's not quite there in the head. All right, Mark, Just, yourself in this event. Um, stayed out. I missed opportunity. Should have been on the winner because I. Um, interesting to hear Rob say that about microphone because um, obviously he wouldn't have seen him before he trialed, but he was pretty lackluster in his trial too. He wasn't a. He took riding and he didn't really attack the line that day either. So I think, yes, his mind may be on other things. So I was keen to bet around him, but I just couldn't quite get my head around the map here. I wasn't sure if Cosmic Force was going to get exactly the right run. I knew he'd be on pace, but I was actually worried about standout. Um, and I ended up staying out of the race. And I actually got it pretty right. The microphone was pretty plain. 
uh, couldn't of course one and, and stand up got the perfect run again and ran really well for second but um, no I, I virtually stayed out of it okay we head on to race six which is the the angst stakes uh, we'll go with that it's a mare's race by the looks uh, look Natoya was the winner here they've gone fast in this event 3.4 lengths faster than the average to the 600 in terms of the horses beating benchmark uh, the overall benchmark figures down to third so Amangiri Delectation Girl and Natoya have all beaten the class benchmark for this event uh, Mark we'll start with yourself you obviously had a good result here with Natoya yeah I, 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 uh, I backed both Natoya and Amangiri who were two of the favourites but I Mainly because I thought Noir, who was well, the three of those horses, were basically all equal favourites in the morning, and Noir, I just couldn't see anywhere for it on the map. Um, you know, you had to be either near the fence or on pace. It wasn't going to be either. And um, I mean, she's run okay considering, but I, I, I just priced her right out and back the other two. Um, nearly brought undone by a um, really good ride on Delectation Girl by Jay Collett from the outside barrier, but found the fence in the run, cut through. Almost looked the winner, I thought, at 50, 100 metre mark. But fortunately, um, Posse had given the Toya a pretty good rails uh, run as well and it was able to wind it down. Um, interested in Rob's thoughts on Amangiri. Is it one away or what happens? Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, it had a good enough run in front, I thought, or on the speed. Yeah, look, I think she's, she's building to a, a peak performance this, this time in. Um, n- nice, nice, nice kind of horse. Saturday class for better. Natoya, I think we've got to speak about her. She, she likes the, the Maccas and, and, and the, the pizza. Um, this <laughs> yeah, she's, a, she's a real character. Um, but, yeah, well, what, what, a, what a great win this was. I thought, I thought she was really gritty, um, and she was as good as I'd seen her. I think, I, you know, it was soft track. I was, I was, I was That was, you know, her and Noir, yeah. I thought, would really, really benefit from a soft, soft track. Um, you know, and, and props to Dico. I think he said maybe on one of the shows. You know, I watch him. Um, Chris Lee's at Randwick. Uh, he's got Delectation Girl um, to just about win, and he's also got the thing in the last. Um, yes, West Agent best. Pippa. Yep. Agent Pippa. So um, you know, there's little little things um, yep. you can pick up. Um, but yeah, so so Chris Lee's at Randwick has Randwick, sort of yeah. come, come true. Um, I, I don't think we could, there's there's too much really to follow out of the race. You know, these mares will go around again and again. And so, yeah, Natoya, um, you know, she's as good as any of them. I think Delectation Girl can run well as well. Okay. Yeah. I, on the, Natoya did run on a really hard track at Mooney Valley on Fox Plate Day last year. So I wasn't – I think she is at her absolute top on it, but she's not, not a mug on dry. No, on, on that, on on that, um, the track, they, they broke track records all day. Um, yeah. It was good three when, you know, heavy eight was sort of the what people were expecting. So it made it that tough as well. I think. Yeah, that, that, it certainly did because everyone, everyone really thought um, that they knew what they were going to be dealing with come race day. And that rained, I mean, has that ever happened in history that it's rained virtually everywhere else in Sydney and not Randwick? It's usually <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it was literally like a horseshoe. I was watching way too much Bomb Radar over yeah. the Friday and Saturday, and it was like a horseshoe around the eastern suburbs. It was. It was yeah. weird. It was pissing down. It, you know, Rose Hill would have been a heavy eight, um, for sure. Anyway, yeah, and we should... ended up being off on the Sunday. You know, so yeah, yeah, that's not far away. Yeah. Okay, race seven was the Spring Champion Stakes. Over to 2,000 metres, Shadow Hero. It was a bizarre visual of a race, I must say, but Shadow Hero eventually did get the job done. Um, they've gone fast here. They've gone two, two and a half lengths fast to the 600 metre mark. On the way home, 
We've had everyone down to Just Thinking who ran fourth, breaking the class benchmark, so the first four across the line. Rob, we'll start with you with Shadow Hero. Great, great horse, like old-fashioned sort of stayer. Um, you know, I thought it, in my mind it was a Kiwi, but, yeah, this is a, never looked like it was going to get there, and then it's sort of one, it's one soft on the line. Um, but I, I, I don't think uh, we've, we've seen the best of him yet, and... Think he's got a mortgage on the on the on the derby if he goes there, or and I think he can improve this time in. Um, the second horse was really well back, Castelvecchio, uh, and he's by Dundeal, um, and Dundeal also side the winner in the next race, the Inevitable. Um, these are sort of horses um, in the mould of the sire, so they're a bit smaller. So I'm not necessarily going to find them. Um, but yeah, I think I've got to think that Dundeal is a seriously good sire, um, even though he's not throwing, you know, really masculine, powerful types. Um, but yeah, look, I can follow the 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 the, the top two. Um, they're classy horses. Just thinking to run well again. He's an on pace type. You know, if he goes back slightly in grade, Gay doesn't you know completely rinse him, um, <laughs> which she can do. I remember when Dundeal. Dundee won the Spring Champions, um, and he beat a horse called Prasia, which was tens on to win, tens on to win the race. Um, anyway, uh, Prasia was then sent to the Cox Plate, which completely gutted him, and he retired with about five hundred thousand dollar earnings. And you know, you've got Dundee worth forty million. Um, Piero, who was also in the stable with Prasia, so Gay sort of separated them. Um, yep. She didn't want to kind of run together, so you know, he's worth forty million. Poor old Price here, who was just as good as any of them. Um, you know, on the square. Two and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bugger. Uh, funnily enough, Piero is the sire of Shadow Hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. All he, 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 yeah, he just, um, you know, goes up in value and put another, you know. Yeah, another million, zero. Yeah. yeah, well, maybe not another zero, but, you know, there's <laughs> another fucking group one winner for Piero. Um, yeah. Sire making uh, sire. Anyway, poor thing. Um a good horse. He, he won the spring stakes at Newcastle. That's right. Yeah. Soft, soft as you ever see. A beat a horse that that you'll know, Pete. Um, the grey that came over, which which I lost on a Wednesday on, ended up being a Group One winner. Um, used to be in the in the denim black colours with the diatribe. What's the horse? It won. It's won like two railways. Good, good grey, Pete. Hell, oh, lucky grey. No, no, not lucky grey. Oh. Ex Sydney horse that came over to, to WA and turned out to be a bloody champion. But oh, we'll get Poonamu. there in the end. Poonamu. Poonamu. Oh, Poonamu. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Poonamu, yeah, yeah. Prasi beat him by about six, eight. Um, <laughs> and if you look at the run in the Cox Plate with Prasi run, it, it only knocked up the last hundred. It was it was massive. Um, anyway, gutted the horse. That's why I'm always a bit hesitant running really good three year old in Cox Plates. It, it can gut them. Yeah. While you're there, okay, uh, Mark. Did you? What are we doing out of this race? Are, you, are we looking at anything going forward? Well, actually, it's funny. Um, Rob feels like that because I actually I don't know if they will, but I thought, um, assuming Shadow Hero is going to the Derby, which he, as you say, looks to have at his mercy, uh, I wouldn't be a hundred percent against the throw up the stumps in the Cox Plate with Castelvecchio because I, I actually think two thousand uh, will be his trip more than twenty five hundred. I think Shadow Hero will eat twenty five hundred. But in what may not be a vintage year for the Cox Plate this year, with a lot of four-year-olds uh, swerving it, of course, because of the Golden Eagle, um, 
it often turns into a high-pressure race. Uh, you know, you wouldn't think at first glance Mooney Valley would be his track, but if he got a high-pressure 2,000 with 48 kilos, I could see him blousing, and he's um, on the grounds that it's not a vintage year. So that that would be one thing I'd be thinking about if, if uh, I was in the Casco Vecchio camp. But, yeah, he's uh, a, um, a really, yeah, really good stayer, shadow hero. Um, <coughs> we'll be looking for every inch of the 2,500. Uh, he, he did get... He got the rails, the rails in run trip that was a plus on Saturday, and just thinking with the blinkers on really did set it up for him. Castel Vecchio uh, probably didn't have as many favours in the run, but um, yeah, he was really pulling away from him in the last fifty hundred. He's just got stayer written all over him. But yeah, just keep that cox plate thing mind uh, yep. thing well, in mind with Castel Vecchio. Well, if if you can do that, surely um, Shadow Hero can go to the Melbourne Cup. You know, bolt in the Derby, three day backup, well, down on. No, no, it's a, it's a little bit different. Uh, I, I sense a bit of a snide tone in your voice there, Rob. Uh, um, Shadow Hero would be running over two miles against some of the, you know, these best European stars, and I'm suggesting yeah, okay. that Castle Vecchio would be coming up a substandard Cox Plate field. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, well, look, I'm keen to back. You know, I'm, I'm ja- Japanese is best for me um, in terms of racing and fans yeah. and horses and the whole experience. Um, so you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be on the Japanese horse in, unless it's um, you know, gets a big cross from Dicker. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. But I, I, I think my point is mainly that, you know, the, the cost plate has been affected by the Golden Eagle and a, a few of the four-year-olds who would normally be, you know, in the Cox plate and, you know, adding to its quality won't be there. Yeah. Fair point. All right. Race eight. Rob, you mentioned uh, Dundee just before. Obviously, the, the winner by Dundee was the inevitable coming up from Mexico and getting the job done in the Silver Eagle over for Seeker. And then Mizzy was in third. In terms of the overall data, they've gone slow, 2.4 lengths slow to the 600-metre mark. Nothing has broken class benchmark, although it must be said the inevitable and for Seeker came very close. Uh, Mark, for yourself, anything out of the Silver Eagle? Um, well, I think first and second of those very nice horses and going to be uh, right there on grand final day, you would think. Um, is Tasmania considered Mexico? Isn't it more like Costa Rica or something? That's a very good point, Victoria actually. Yeah. We'll go right down to uh, yeah. uh, Jurassic Park. That's what, that's what um, Sydney people call Melbourne people from Mexico. Yeah. They don't you know, know Tasmania exists, do they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, maybe it's worth buying some property down there with the yeah. global warming. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I, um, I was on Faseca. Uh, I wanted to be on both uh, these two, um, but I just wanted a slightly better price, the inevitable, and it didn't eventuate, so I ended up losing on the race after looking the winner maybe on straightening. But, um, yes, this little horse from Tassie, he was just too good. He, he was on for Seekers back all the way. Um, I, I, I couldn't say that it's cost for Seeker the race, but I re- the reason I was so keen on her at, at the price she was was that... Um, I was sure she was going to get to the rails and gate two, and she never did. But because um, uh, uh, Jonka kicked up inside her, and then Madame Rouge crossed behind her from three, and she was left one off the fence. Um, that, <laughs> How's that, that happened from two? Sorry. How's that happened from two? Well, at least at least Rachel King wasn't trying to get to that position like Bea Duller was on Champagne Cuddle uh, two or three weeks ago. But anyway, I said enough about that at the time. <laughs> um, I was concerned in the run. Once Nash had uh, Fasika's back uh, down the side, I thought, well, um, he probably
probably will get past her, and that's how it turned out. Mm. But that's that on me. Yeah. So great, and you know, you know, she she did a, a false stride at the three hundred. Did you? I noticed yeah. that in play. It's like, oh, please don't let that cost you, because she, yeah. she was just she was going so well. Um, yeah. She's a love. She's a lovely mover, and she's a, she's a real classy racehorse by So You Think, which is one of my favourite sires for types. Um, the inevitable by Dundeal, little type again. Like he's, I think I read he's like four hundred and fifty kilos. You know, normal racehorses like five thirty, something like that. So yeah, tiny yeah. little fella. Um, Mizzy parading well again. You know, running well. Um, good horse. Uh, Madame Rouge. Um, can improve, you know. She looks slightly mm-hmm. underdone. I always had her pegged as one of the better types of three-year-old fillies in the Nikita Jane year. Um, yep. Capajack uh, looked looked well away um, for me. He, he he'll improve. Jonker was in the numbers um, on on looks. He looked he looked really well. I think he's run run really well, so he can drop back in class. There's a couple of horses I think we can pen in Suzanne and Cesar. Um, Suzanne was in the numbers. I think I even mentioned cat question mark. And yeah, yeah, kind of. yeah. Well, you know, only six months ago, the poor, you know, the sheik had him worth 10 million. Now yeah. he's worth about mm, 500. Is it, is it, we're talking price here money again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's our point of reference. And yeah. Cesar, I think who looks sensational, a couple of Randwick 1200 meter wins. He got, soft tracks and a rail bias on both occasions and I think we may have overrated him on the strength of those two runs because he's done bugger all since really yep yep but um yeah the, the top two class horses Mizzy we know she's eating a good you know, yardstick so I think it's a yep. pretty good race and okay. on their breeding they'll both the extra I mean they run into Arcadia Queen obviously but um, the 1500 won't be any issue for either you wouldn't think no no um, cool. Next race. Uh, well, I think that's it. That's, that's it. all we're covering for the uh, for the day. Uh, Rob, your horse to follow from the meeting. Do you have one? Was there one that you were really taken with that you thought might have uh, had a little bit of bad luck that you'll be following up next start? Just a couple of horses I think can improve with condition. You know, with with racing, um, like Master of Wine. Um, I just thought it wasn't quite there in the coat. It's only a benchmark seventy four rating. Um, could, could could really you know, a string a couple more together. I think you can see him featuring in the somewhere in the Flemington Carnival. Um, and Cap- Quackerjack, not Capajack, Quackerjack. Uh, he's a horse that I've found in the past on looks. I thought he has paraded much better than that and can improve well, significantly. Rob, you'll be pleased to know that on the puntingform.com.au data, Master of Wine has run the overall best figure of the day, 9.9 lengths above benchmark. Second was Collada with 9.1. Third was Natoya with 8.9. I love the way you tied in that data with, um, yeah, because I, I didn't know. Uh, Master of Wine, um, yeah, the name the name irks me that I was, you know, I lost <laughs> on that race. Um, fucking, I was on the Milkman or something. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot, you know, after the race. Um, I wouldn't drop off completely uh, that Bottega um, in the Collada race. No. Um you know, I, I and, don't um, think. That Brandenburg, uh, how did he look? I thought he went pretty well. Yeah, yeah, well, well, um, you know, looks like a, a quality spring three-year-old benchmark sixty-five. You know, I think I think he can run well again. Yep. Famous, no good, good-looking cap number two. 
doesn't want to be a racehorse. Mark Roden, for yourself, which horse or horses are you following going forward out of this meeting? Uh, well, I was going to say Master of Wine because he flew, I thought. Um, but since we had the little uh, disagreement about it, I'm going to say Castle Becco in the Cox Plate. Oh, very good. All right, guys. Uh, thanks very much for your time on this Monday morning. Uh, we'll try and get back next week, all things being equal and no technical difficulties. Uh, but other than that, have a good weekend and good week on the punt. What have we got coming up this week? We've obviously got the Everest on Saturday, which, uh, you know, good luck to all involved. But um, it's going to be an absolute shitstorm if you're on course, no doubt. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Go, Mark. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking for the Everest. Do you, do you hear the story about that being hocked um, by Triple Crown, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, and the, did the bike who worked for them got sacked and then let everyone know about that yeah or, or was, that was why he got sacked or something yeah i, I did say that wow what it's, yeah. it's, it's not one of the most shameful stories there's a lot of shameful <laughs> stories in racings but that's right up there yeah, it's gotta, well. gotta, gotta love the syndicators yeah get involved punters yeah um, as for me I've, I've got a pretty busy week with newcastle warwick farm kembler tuesday wednesday thursday so any of my uh, anyone who wants to go to champion bets or winning in, in winning edge investments can get my stuff there and then on to the Everest on Saturday bloody hell that is a busy week but look it is the festival of the punt so let's face it if you're not actually punting daily at the moment you've either got a, a proper job and a loving family or you're just not enough of a punter so really lift your game yeah. get involved get, get out of the way <laughs> exactly uh, get out of the way <laughs> Rob, all the best out there on Saturday. Uh, it will be a bit of a Barney, but hopefully Arcadia Queen, for my sake, gets the job done in the Everest because I'm on at $26 and uh, I probably need the extra couple of months worth of rent at this time of year. So um, good luck to me. Um, guys, it's been great as always. I'll speak to you both next week. No worries at all. Thanks for that. Yeah, cheers, Pete. Cheers, mate. Bye.